guess what? It's time for Making Kayfabe with your hosts, Bryce and Dylan. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Making Kayfabe. It's a show where Bryce and Dylan, that's me, go back through wrestling history and we remake it in our own glorious image. And we've got some good stuff lined up already. You know, this is, what is this, episode four of season four? We've already seen some really good stuff so far. And there's plenty more good stuff to come. Let me tell you, I've seen the books. I know what's coming up. You're going to be entertained. But I think what we need to talk about right now, the most pressing matter, is the topic of today's conversation, the Ascension. What do you think about that, Bryce? You know, you're going to ask me how I am? Just straight, straight fucking in there? All right. Um, Bryce, how, hi, how are you? I'm fucking fantastic. Let's talk about the Ascension. All right. So... <laughs> Another You're classic, the worst host ever. Another classic <laughs> intro in the books. Thank you very much. <laughs> we work really hard on these. We do work really hard on these. And you, you know what, right? The, the Ascension, right? Yes. The Ascension are maybe one of the first, um, you know, total fuck-ups that WWE did. We're, we're bringing an NXT person to the main roster, an NXT act to the main roster. Um, I can't think of many before that. And they kind of set the... They kind of set the precedent for like NXT uh, wrestlers being fucked up in the main roster, right? I, w- I would agree with that. I think everybody would agree with that too. Most of the guys who came up from NXT at that time did really well. For example, The Shield, they did pretty well for themselves. And I think Paige would have came up not that l- around about the same time. She oh, did yeah. pretty well for herself. You know, you guys there were doing well. And the Ascension had just come off a really good run as the tag team champions in NXT. It seemed like the sky was the limit. And then it turns out the WWE put their sky really close to the ground. Really <laughs> close. And so, they, you know, I'm going to tell you the history of the Ascension, and it's going to blow your mind. It really is. You're going to be I'm, like... I'm very excited to have my mind blown, because I, I remember the Ascension, because I remember when XT actually launched as like a proper show, not as a fucking game show. Um, yeah. And one of, the, one of the first acts on, on the show was the Ascension. And it wasn't, it wasn't Connor and Victor. It was Connor and, I think... The guy who is now Bram uh, in yes. TNA, but I remember them just being so awesome. And I remember, like, because at that time I was getting really bored with WWE and I was looking for something fresh. I wasn't totally into New Japan at that time, I wasn't totally into Ring of Honor and all the rest. I was just kind of like straight up WWE and I was like, I'm getting bored of Raw and SmackDown and, and also ECW. Um, and then just uh, NXT opened and I see this awesome tag team, these two kind of huge guys who just are so over with the crowd and they're just like the fucking Legion of Doom, I suppose, like Road Warriors kind of aesthetic to them. And it was just a, a kind of um, a nice change of pace to watching Raw and SmackDown. Like NXT was great back then. Yeah, I mean, I still, I you know, it's it's the best show of the three right now, funny mm. enough, you know, but again, that's not that hard, is it? I mean, have you mm. seen Raw and SmackDown? No, of course you haven't. Nobody watches that show. Yeah. <laughs> Raw, Raw, Raw I'll, I'll accept your point on Raw. I've watched a couple of SmackDowns and they're, they're actually okay, but yeah, Raw, Raw's just lost it. Raw is... Raw's totally lost it. Woeful. You can't do a three-hour weekly television show. It, it's too much. Yeah, you know, and, and raw, you raw is raw is very much why am I watching this? Yeah, exactly. You just see stuff, and you're like, a lot of this is just to fill up time, right? And I've got a really good way for you to not do this is by not having a third hour. Yeah. How about that? Wacky idea, you know. But hey, you know, what do we know? It's, what do we know? Except for how to book really good storylines. That's all we know. <laughs> except how to run the wrestling business better than the fucking wrestling business runs it. 
Am I right, That's folks? We're, we're developing a hell of an ego here of all these listeners. <laughs> developing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, maintaining. Ego, Sorry, maintaining. Yes. Yeah. My <laughs> ego has been out of control for years, as you well know. <laughs> Making kayfabe didn't help at all. You've no, actually got worse. Yeah. It's made it worse. Yeah. Now I have a crown that I wear yeah. all the time. I mean a real crown, not this fucking Baron Corbin shit. No. You know, a real honest-to-God crown. I stole the crown jewels from the Queen. She yep. wasn't using them, idiot. I'll just sneak in here and take them. Poor old dear is grieving, and Dylan just comes in and steals our <laughs> crown jewels. You know, well, you know, life goes on, right? Come on, you gotta, you gotta get out of bed sometime. Oh, well, depends right? who you're talking about, yeah. <laughs> That's true. I mean, she is grieving, so life doesn't go on for everybody. But uh, you know, <laughs> okay. Well, before we get to the history of the Ascension, why don't we see what the fans think? All right, let's see what the fans think. Excellent. Let's go to some of the comments that were on Instagram and the Twitter. Here's one from Thomas Bada on Instagram. Mm. Hello. Um, hey, Thomas. Hi. He our, says, I really our, our like... YouTube dudes. He's our YouTube guy mm. on our Instagram guy, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> it's both. Yeah. So he says, I really liked him on NXT. I was hyped for the main roster run, but, you know... <laughs> we do know, trust us. Yeah. And the, also, they did a good job as Starduck, Stardust backup. That's true. Oh, the, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Cosmic Wasteland or whatever it was called. I think that's what it was called, right? Yeah. Well, was this not when like uh, Stardust was like a supervillain and he was going up against the fucking Green Lantern? Oh, no, Green, Green Arrow. Sorry, Green Arrow. Yeah. Yeah, and Pac. Don't, yeah. Don't, don't, don't get... Don't, Get the Green Lantern and the Green Hour confused because a lot of comic book fans will come hiding at your door, my friend. And they're both green. All right, right. And they're both not real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Throw the Hulk in it, there as well. Fuck it. Yeah. People take that shit very seriously. And Shrek. And Shrek. All the all the all the green men that are fictional. But that's yes. it, though. That's it. I can't yes. think of a that's single. It. There's probably more. If you can think of any more, send Bryce an email. <laughs> If you think of any green men, write in, yeah. The army men from Toy Story? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're right. Oh, the little green aliens from Toy Story. Oh, yeah, they're green as well, yeah. Oh, Rex from Toy Story. Oh, oh fucking hell. It's just Sorry. a green, green fucking movie, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Toy Story, let's hear some more Instagram stuff. <laughs> That's a segue, my friends. So, let's see. Uh, what TF, Tiara, What TF, which is a great name. <laughs> on Instagram says, oh, I love them. They could have been super good. You're right. They could have been super good. If only we could see a storyline where they were super good. Ah. Who have we got here? At Flash underscore Jamirez on Twitter, I believe was the first person to accurately guess that we were going to be talking about the Ascension this week. He was. Se well, second week right. in a row, he's guessed it. Second week in a row. Nice. So he yeah. says they were really good in NXT. The match against Finn Balor and Kenta. He's not going to say his uh, WWE name was very very good and uh, yes it was yeah I remember, I remember that yeah it was um one of his first matches i think um that the, the, the name who shall not be named kenta yeah i guess we're just not gonna name him no, no. i think that was the last match the ascension had in nxt might have been yeah how funny that that was their last great match yeah can you imagine <laughs> yeah so let's see who else we got david gray at gunner dave 83 on twitter he says, given the legal issues with demolition over the past few decades, it feels like the Ascension were punished from the off for being very similar. I mentioned this to Demolition at a convention when they were getting jobbed out by JBL, etc. Oh, cool. You met 
demolition at a convention. How about that? I don't know if that's the reason that the Ascension's push got stopped. I think I'll go into that in the history. Mm. Uh, but well, that's yeah, an interesting take. Maybe you have more information. Like, I think I followed up with him as well. Like, um, asked him, um, you know, what did the demolition reply to that with? And, yeah, he says that they chuckled in a sort of, yeah, that sounds a bit right kind of way. They also talked about how WWF dropped the ball on their feud with the Road Warriors, which was interesting. So, yeah, there you go. A bit of demolition knowledge about there, yeah. How about that? You know, yes, I think we'll we'll touch upon that in the history for a little bit. I want. Do you see... know what else about? Do you know what else about David Gray? You know, you know what Bandy likes? Tell me. The fucking Mannix. Oh, yeah. what does he like Pearl Jam? Maybe I don't know, but I remember chatting with him about the Mannix at one point. Okay. Good on you, David. David, if you're listening, which I hope you are, tell me what you think about Pearl Jam. What you <laughs> you think they're great? Well, that's that sorted. That one likes one Mannix song, right? You you like um um what well, William Last Words, wasn't it? There's a couple I like. What was the other one I liked that you were like, wow, that's really obscure? <laughs> it, it was William's Last Words, I think. It was because uh, it was Nicky Wire, the bassist. William's uh, Last Words yeah. was the one I talked to you about, but then there was another one off their second album that I really liked. Second album? Oh, yeah. yourself. Yes. Yourself. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. One. Yeah, fucking love go. that song. Really, really good. They have okay. some good songs. Yeah, I just achieved my dream of speaking about the Manics in a podcast. Brilliant. So, well, yeah. Bryce's uh, Manic Street Preacher podcast will be out in a couple of weeks. Yes. <laughs> making making Manics. I want to do one more Twitter Go for message, it. if I will. Actually, I'll do two more, if that's okay. Yeah. One is from Athletic for Sports. I hope mm-hmm. those are the guys that uh, did the little write-up about us. Thank you very it much. Is. Hey, hot damn. So they said the, the Ascension's role in the Fashion Files helped make it the highlight of SmackDown. For a while. Yep. Uh, yeah. There was a point in SmackDown where the Ascension were doing so little that they just started hanging out with Fandango and Tyler Breeze, who, of course, at the time were the number one tag team on SmackDown. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Like, I remember those segments and they were great, but the Ascension yeah. should never have fallen that far, ever. Like, nope. like, to be with just a comedy act, you know? It's just, no, 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 no. Well, speaking of that, here's a comment from Dean Ambrose. No, not Dean Ambrose. <laughs> Dean Andrews, you can see why that's... <laughs> you can see where I got a hard cool that would have been if it was just Dean Ambrose, yeah. yeah. Not even John Moxley. Not even Moxley. <laughs> he just signs into a separate Twitter account as Dean Ambrose and like messes with fans. <laughs> Dean Andrews at Naval Grove says he was hoping that this was gonna be about the Ascension, that he thought they were awesome in NXT. It's so disappointing that they got them so wrong, and they did enjoy that they at least got a little bit of time with the fashion files. Yeah, so, oh, never, never shout out for the fashion files, yeah. We can see now that the opinion of the Ascension on the main roster is, number one, they weren't used very well. Number two, yeah. fashion files. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Those are the top two, yeah. And that's because that's all that happened. And I could tell you all about it, Bryce. Would you like to hear the history of the Ascension? You could tell us all about it. All about it. Oh, my God. Oh my yeah, God. go for it. Let's, let's hear all about the fucking Ascension on the main roster. Hooray! All right, so let me tell you about the history of the Ascension. So they started in Florida Championship Wrestling way back in 2011. It was the debut of the Ascension as a group. So they were managed by Ricardo Rodriguez, and the members were Kenneth Cameron, Connor O'Brien, Tito Colon, and Raquel Diaz. Now, Tito was later called up as Epico. Ah. Raquel Diaz is Eddie Guerrero's daughter, Shaul Guerrero. Yep. So they were on to some good stuff there. Connor O'Brien was in the Ascension. 
and Kenneth, Co- Kenneth Cameron and Conor O'Brien continued to team together uh, as that group kind of filtered off and split up, mm. you know? So in... Did you see uh, Ricardo Rodriguez as well? That was Alberto's yeah, he... manager, right? Yep, he was there wow. too. It seemed like a good group, didn't it? Yeah, interesting. Yeah. But for some reason, that didn't go any further than it did. So in November 30th, 2012, Kenneth Cameron was released from his contract after being arrested for something. I'm not even going to go into that. And as you rightly said, he later went on to work for TNA as Bram. And I believe he's in the NWA now under his real name, Thomas Latimer. Yep. So there you go. Connor went to work in the now rebranded NXT. He was approached by Vic Richter. And together they reformed the Ascension as a tag team July 3rd, 2013. So they soon find success winning the NXT tag team titles in October of that year. And they held them for 364 days before losing the titles to the Lucha Dragons at TakeOver Fatal 4-Way on September the 11th, 2014. They finished up their time in NXT losing a match to Finn Balor and Kenta. Yeah, Kenta, yeah, there we go. He who shall not be named. And like, yeah. that's fair enough, you know, Finn Balor and Kenta, that's pretty, fair enough, that's a pretty good team. It's so, a good team to put over in your way out, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so December 12, 2014, Vignettes start to play for the group on the main roster. And on December 20, 29th, the Ascension are finally brought up to SmackDown. And they beat the amazing tag team of The Miz and Damian Sandow. Your favourite. Well, get this, man. They beat The Miz and Damian Sandow on the same episode of SmackDown that The Miz and Damian Sandow lost the tag team championships to the Usos. Wait, what? Yep. Damian so Sandow, Damian Sandow and The Miz were the tag team champions. Then they defended their belts early on in the show against the Usos. They lost the belts and then later on fought the Ascension and lost that too. Why? Right. That doesn't make any sense. Does not make any sense. Nope. Well, you think that doesn't make any sense? You're going to want to strap in for this bit. <laughs> January 2nd, SmackDown, they beat some jobbers. Fair enough. Um, on the 5th of January on Raw, they beat some jobbers. But now they got some microphones and they come out and say that they're the best tag team. They're better than all the other tag teams. <laughs> you know, they compare themselves to some of the old ones, like the Road Warriors and uh, the APA. And they say, we're better than you guys. You know, the normal way that people <laughs> would do to get themselves over. Right. <laughs> I sure hope it doesn't, this doesn't result in the APA and the Road Warriors coming out. Well, I can't see how this would ever lead to a bunch of no. old people getting their fucking feelings hurt. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> so everybody, including the fucking commentators, start complaining about how the Ascension aren't anything like those other tag teams because they haven't done anything yet. Right? Because they haven't done anything yet. <laughs> I hate that. I fucking hate that so much. Why are you getting your fucking commentators to bury this new act? Yeah, like, don't bury them right away. If they say they're... Don't the, bury them! But, they, but like... But <laughs> You're if this meant is, to get them over. That's what a commentator does. Right, if this is, like, their second time on the show and they say, hey, we're better than the other tag teams, you don't go, I don't, I don't fucking think so. You go, well, let's see what they got, right? Yeah. Logically. Yeah. Yeah. But no, that's not what happened at all. SmackDown, January 9th. All right, <laughs> this is the beginning of January. <laughs> <laughs> They just came up on like the 29th of, of December. Oh and now God. we're into like the second week of, of January. Smackdown on the on the 9th, they cut another promo where they say they're better than the Road Warriors and the Powers of Pain. And like, it's not worth transcribing what they said. I thought, oh, you know, something, they must have said something really bad to get all these guys hot at them, right? Mm. But they didn't. They're just like, uh, Road Warriors, not as good as us. 
parts of pain. Ah, they couldn't carry our bags, right? Oh my goodness. Oh my god. Right. So that's it. That's that's the kind of stuff they were saying. They're like, hey, you know, we're better, and also we're here, <laughs> right? Right. We're yeah. the ones of the show, so fuck you. They didn't even say fuck you, right? They should have. Right, exactly. Well, but they should have after this. So January 19th, which is like fucking 10 days later, after a lot of the legends have complained and bitched about it, they do a segment where the Ascension confront the NWO, who were there for fucking some reason, <laughs> and then the APA and the New Age Outlaws come out, and they all beat up the Ascension. Wow. January 19th. Three weeks after debuting, basically, right? Yeah, they made their debut December 29th. Yeah. I, d- I do remember this. I remember them getting beat up and just... Uh... So is, is, that, is that literally what happened? So in real life, they complained about the Ascension burying them? Yep. Fuck off. Yep, that's what happened. Fuck so, right off. No, I, you could say, you know, the Ascension went on to face the New Age Outlaws at the Royal Rumble and they beat them, so... If, if there was a w- bigger angle going on here, if all of these old tag teams were going to come back and get beaten by the Ascension, this kind of would have made sense. But, like, mm. the Road Warriors aren't coming back. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not, it's like, fucking Powers of Pain aren't coming back. Why are they bitching about it? The Road yeah, Warriors, exactly. right? The Road Warriors, who notoriously didn't sell anything. They didn't sell know, a man. goddamn if, thing. And they're, if, I was, if I was Rake and fucking the, the Ascension came out and buried me, I'd be pissed off. The most important member of the Root Warriors. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Carry on. Uh, (laughs) So, apparently, the Ascension themselves didn't feel comfortable insulting the old legends like this. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? This is blowing my mind. That's not like... Shit's not real. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you come out and go, I'm better than those fucking tag teams? You're not really that's saying that. That's what you that. do when you're a new guy. You, that's you're what you humans. do. Yeah, but, that's but wrestling. Also, but also, all of the old guys, how can all of these old guys who wrestled when people, including the wrestlers, still give a shit about kayfabe, <laughs> now watch the program where kayfabe hardly exists, yeah. and then complain about it as if it's a real thing? Fuck that, Like, man. what? It's, it blows my mind. How stupid oh, this is. So that's that's pretty much it, right? That is pretty much it. I'll tell you a little bit more that happened. So like I said, they beat the New Age Outlaws at the Royal Rumble in they beat 2014. Them. Yes. Okay, that's good at least. That's good. So that was in you know the end of January, okay? Mm. By February 23rd, they suffered their first pinfall loss on the main roster to the primetime players. Oh, cool. Is it? Ah, the primetime I mean, players were cool at one point. I yeah. like I like the primetime players, but if you look at the hierarchy of tag teams in the WWE, yeah. you know who who if you've just brought this tag team who killed it in NXT for a year, you brought them up to the main roster, and they look like that. Do you expect them to lose to the primetime players in a, a two months? Yeah, fair point. You know, and that, all of this because they said they were a better tag team. Then other tag teams who absolutely won't ever return and make any more money for that company. <laughs> like, what the... F- uh. oh, so, boy. that was pretty much it. By September, like, they didn't do a whole lot after that. By September, they attacked Neville before his match with Stardust, thereby aligning themselves with Stardust. They formed a new group called the Cosmic Wasteland. Cody left the WWE in May 2016, which shows you that they didn't do anything with them while they were together, and then Cody left, so they didn't do anything with the Ascension after that. 
they did a handful of skits with Brizango and the Fashion Police somewhere in 2017. And then they got released in December 2019. Wow. Wow, that in two is, years. That is the history of the Ascension on the main roster. Jeez, that's a uh, yeah. That's 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 disappointing. Yeah, isn't as, it as disappointing as I remember? Yeah. Yeah, it's unbelievable. You're like those two guys could have been fucking something else, mm. and well, you made them something else, all right. I tell you what, one one thing I want to quickly bring up as well. One thing that you, you may have missed in their history, which was brought up on Twitter today. I think it was by Atletico as, as well. But did you know? Do you know at one point which nineties um, tag team the Ascension beat in an episode of NXT? Oh, was it too cool? Fucking too cool. Yeah, <laughs> too cool made a one-off appearance in NXT, and then the Ascension beat them. I mean, again, you would like you would you would imagine the Ascension would totally be too cool. What if Too Cool bitched and moaned about it and then yeah. Too Cool came on the fucking <laughs> Raw in like 2015 and I mean, then just beat the Ascension? You'd be like, that feels a little strange. But also Too Cool aren't really on the list of like legendary tag teams. Like, we're better than the, the Road Warriors, the, the NWO, Too Cool, all the, all the legendary tag yeah. teams. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly, you know. <laughs> Ridiculous. But hey, it's good to see Too Cool. It is good to see Too Cool. Always good yeah. to see Too Cool. We love those guys. Yeah. Great tag team, uh, but not as good as the Ascension. Nope. Would you like to hear how good the Ascension could have been? I would love to. I, I've really been looking forward to this one. It's, it's one of the. I've got a feeling already. It's going to be one of the most underrated episodes this season because, like, not a lot of people care too much about the Ascension. But it's something that the, these guys could have been huge. They could have been like a huge tag team, and they just um, never made it because of some stupid booking decisions in the main roster. So, I'm very excited to hear this one. Excellent. Well, then let's get started with the rebooking. Hooray! Okay, so let's do the Ascension. I want to get something straight off the bat really quick. So the Ascension and this rebooking, we all know in real life they were the longest reigning uh, NXT tag team champions. Hi. Instead of being beaten for the titles, like what happened in real life, we're going to have them vacate the titles once they're brought up to the main roster. Okay? Because you remember, I think that happened with Paige and with Asuka whenever mm. they were still champions, but they got called up to the main roster. So instead of being beaten for those championships, they vacated those championships. Okay? Yes. So that's going to happen with the Ascension. I want you to bear that in mind. That they weren't, they weren't beaten for the NXT tag team titles. So they're still effectively undefeated. Yes. Right. Okay? So, let's say... December 12th, SmackDown, we're going to see some creepy vignettes are playing that hype up some some sort of tag team. Well, it's hard to tell because you see two guys at the table, you know, they're on the phone or on laptops or pointing at screens. They seem like they're doing a lot of business, you know, they're giving directions. It it's just the return of Too Cool. Well, obviously. Ah, brilliant. <laughs> they're in their business phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, like, we got to... We got a story. Scotty Hardy's like making a brand deal with like a hair gel company. <laughs> Grandmaster Sex is like sell, 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 bye, bye, bye. Yeah, he's he's like a proper businessman, you know. Yeah. But while he while he's doing the business talk, he's like you know doing moonwalks and shit. <laughs> it's not it's not for too cool. That was a joke. Oh, um, the too cool rebook it is next week. Sweet. Anyway. So, you can see two guys kind of in the shadows, and there's lots of, like, quick cuts of other things. You know, like, uh, 
the Illuminati symbols and like money and things yeah. like this, you know. You see a third man walking over to the table while he's communicating with somebody else. We see some more quick shots, you know, of like the White House, the Seven Wonders of the World, a duck riding a bicycle, you know, regular <laughs> stuff. Well, the Seven Wonders of the World, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me, <laughs> I would be like, that's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that is a wonder. Yeah. Yeah. So all of these kind of creepy looking vignettes play, and they show for a couple of weeks till we get to January 9th. On SmackDown, the Ascension finally arrive. They're booked in a match against our favorite tag team, Primo and Epico. No? <laughs> no, okay. I've got no... Uh, I, I, I've got nothing to say about them. They didn't well, really do much ever. To be fair, I really like them. You Ta- know? Talented guys, talented yeah. guys. But just, I thought I... they were not, not used properly. They'll probably end up in a rebooking at some point. But yeah. at this very point... In 2015, early 2015, they're not Primo and Epico, are they? Mm, they're oh, the, are they the Matadors? They're the fucking Matadors. Yes! Diego fucking and Fernando. Uh, and did they have the, the little um, El, El Torito? Yeah. Sweet. So, obviously, the Ascension ripped their fucking heads off. Yes. The Ascension beat them down worse than the APA beat up the public enemy. I don't know if you've ever seen that match, but I think I think I have. Yeah, it was not like an episode of Heat or something. Yeah, I mean yeah. the APA really beat the shit out of the Public Enemy. Yeah. It's one. It's one of my favorite matches. I'm like, boy, Hardy, I could watch this for days. It wasn't Public Enemy's favorite match? No, no, probably the APA's favorite match though. Yeah, because they're big <laughs> bastards. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? So long as they're not beating up the Ascension for no reason. Anyway, so after that match, where the Ascension looked like a million bucks, which of course in real money means about 700,000 bucks, hmm. after the currency conversion into pounds. Yes. So they, they grab some microphones, and you know what that means? Karaoke. No, seriously, they're, they're going to do a promo. <laughs> that would be great if I made them seem really serious and then made them even worse than the WWE and just, thing. <laughs> put them into the fashion files, and then, yeah. 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 <laughs> they love karaoke, it's fine. <laughs> so, the Ascension are here. Do any of the people in this arena, do you know what that means? I don't think so. There's more to life than what you can see. Do you understand? Of course you don't. You don't get the hierarchy of professional wrestling. You don't understand the hierarchy of life. You don't understand the way the business works. And by business, I could mean professional wrestling. I could mean life. You don't know how anything works. Behind everything, there's somebody pulling the strings. You know, where did the new day suddenly arrive from? Why are the new age outlaws back? Who can stop the shield? Only the Ascension can answer these questions because they were the first ones to ask those questions to begin with. Now, for the record, I think the new age outlaws were back purely to lose to the Ascension. But they were kind of around the year before that too. So let's just say... They were tag team champions at one point, I remember. Yeah, I think that was the year before that. So let's just say, yeah, they're back. Don't worry about it. They were wrestling like um, Cody Rhodes and I think Goldust. And I remember there was one time where Cody Rhodes done like a moonsault off the cage and then Road Dog just fucking totally failed to catch him. So he just slammed <laughs> on the mat. Oh, one thing okay. I remember. Yeah. Cody Rhodes and Goldust, you say? Maybe, yeah. Well, I would keep that tag team in mind. <laughs> but the Ascension go on. They say, 
It's it doesn't. It's not just about pro wrestling. But you think about it. Who put Obama into power, and who's going to name a successor? It's the Ascension. Now you could probably call them the Illuminati. That's what you idiots would call them. The people who rule the world from behind the scenes. You call them that. You call them the Illuminati. Because they're all idiots. There's a reason why people exist behind the scenes pulling the strings. Because you, the common people, the normal folk, those with idealistic views for the future, you want everything to be nice and sweet and everybody have a good time. You don't have the balls or the intelligence needed to do what we do. We make the world move. We change the world. We're the ones that pull the strings. We're the ascension. Now, the two people you see before you, we're just two of the individuals involved. Goes much further than us two. Goes much further than pro wrestling. If you understand what we're talking about, of course you don't understand, and you never will. And that's why you're right there in the audience, and we're right here, in the middle of the ring. So at that point, the ascension are interrupted by Stardust and Goldust. Ah, sweet. The former tag team champions who come out and they tell them off, boy Hardy. They give them a good telling off, all right. They say the ascension have got nothing to do with their rise to the top. Because cream always rises, or whatever else Randy Savage said in that one promo. Mm. Remember that one where he's just talking about cream? Cream! He, yeah. he just has loads of cream. Like, why, why does he get so much cream? Yeah. The creamy man. Cream. He loves just, cream. Just don't call yeah. him the macho man, call him the cream man. Yeah. The cream man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cream, dig it. <laughs> so, I'm not, we can't, we can't get sidetracked with the macho man thing because that'll take us. <laughs> Yes, that'll take fucking 10, 20 minutes this episode yep. by itself. Yeah. <laughs> spooky! So, oh, that's spooky. No, okay. <laughs> so, the Ascension both start to laugh at Goldust and Stardust. You're as clueless as the fans. You don't understand it either, and you're in the business. You only exist because the Ascension allowed it, because the Ascension thought it was a good idea. Do you get it now? Do you see the writing on the wall? Do you understand the future now? The Ascension didn't decide their show their faces right now just for fun. There's a lot more to it than that. They didn't just turn up. Think about it. You know, it's fun playing in the shadows, and rest assured, there'll be much more shadow play in the future. But for now, the Ascension are here to destroy the WWE Tag uh, Team Division, to rule it with an iron fist. This isn't an argument. This isn't a debate. Not a hypothetical. Not a what-if situation. Not a fantasy, a dream, not an illusion. This is real life, man. Look at the two clients we're talking to. Have Stardust and Goldust ever fought the Ascension? And they have to admit that they haven't. Now, do you think that was done by design or by consequence? Think about it, man. Here's the secret, the big, deep secret that nobody ever tells you. The world is wild, man. Vast, impossible to predict. In nature, there's no such thing as fate. Nothing's predetermined. Everything just kind of happens. It's not figured out ahead of time. But in the human world, it's different. Everything has to be run like a business. A handful of people call the shots in everything you do. And that's, you just learn to live with that. You go to work for some guy, right? Well, who tells him what to do? And who tells that guy what to do? Think about it. It all goes to the top. Stardust and Goldust, they can exist in the WWE because as a business, the WWE needs variety. The Ascension has allowed them to survive, and therefore they have done. You look at other tag teams, like the Matadors. They fell to the wayside. They could have been good. The Ascension gave them the tools to survive, to succeed, give them the opportunity. But now look at them. They're jokes. They've been picked apart by the Ascension. Do you understand now? The Ascension are here to dismantle the WWE tag team division because it's already been splintered. They give so many opportunities to so many different tag teams. And look what the division has devolved to. 
the fucking Matadors, the Miz and Damian Sandow. It's <laughs> ridiculous. This isn't tag team wrestling. It's an embarrassment. The Ascension tell Stardust and Goldust to bring whatever it is they have because it won't be enough. So the next week on SmackDown, the Ascension return, and again, they got the microphone. They start beating up a jobber tag team, and they're doing commentary at the same time on the mics as they beat them up, talking about how easy it is to pick apart a tag team like this because nobody knows tag team wrestling like the Ascension. Once again, they are interrupted by Stardust and Goldust, who once again take offense at their words. The Ascension tell them they don't care about you two guys. You just happen to be two people caught up in something you don't understand. They are about bringing honor and respect back to the tag team division. I mean, look around, man. Nobody cares about anything anymore. The Ascension gave everybody too much wiggle room, and they took advantage of it and made it into a joke. Well, that's not going to happen anymore. You think about it, man. The Ascension ruled the tag team division, right? But you remember the vignettes that began to advertise their arrival. It wasn't just the Ascension in those videos, was it? There was a, there was a third guy. The third guy. I was going to ask about that, yeah. Well, do you get it? No, it goes deeper than just the tag team division. Something the WWE hasn't cared about in, in years. The Ascension as a whole were formed to fill in the, the cracks in the, in the walls and anything that needs fixing. And the WWE tag team division needs fixed. And it's not the only division that has needed fixed or will need fixed in the future. Other people exist in this organization. Hmm. And they just happen to be the ones ruling the roost behind the scenes. You name a division that sucks and you can be sure that somebody in the Ascension will fix it. They are called the Ascension because they are ascending the entire roster. They're elevating everybody. It's for the mm. good of the company. You see now? Mm-hmm. So the Dust Brothers protest. They say, we're pretty popular. I don't remember if they ever called themselves the Dust Brothers. I've <laughs> said this to other people and they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, the Dust Brothers, Golden Star. <laughs> first name Gold, first name Star. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Dust Brothers. Why didn't they call them the Dust Brothers? Because of the fucking roads. <laughs> they don't call them... Goldust Rhodes and Stardust Rhodes. Okay, fair enough, yeah. But... Dust Brothers. Like, now yeah. they could be the Rhodes Brothers. Where, did they have a name? Was there a tag team name for uh, Goldust and just, Stardust? No, they were just called Goldust and Stardust. See, the Dust Brothers then does actually make sense then. So Dust Brothers is a great name, and I deserve money for this. But I'm Hold not on. getting it, because they're a bunch of crooks, and obviously the WWE needed to save as much money as they can. <laughs> they, they were called Gold and Stardust. Yeah, because gold dust and stardust. There you go. Yeah, it's fucking names, right? But I'm like the Dust Brothers. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, the, the Dust Brothers say they're over with the the crowd. They're fun characters, you know. So like they're popular, they're surviving. But the Ascension say that the people in the audience will buy whatever you give them if you package it right. Now you guys took advantage of the opportunities afforded to you. Well done. The Matadors didn't. The Miz and Demon Sando squandered their opportunities. And now, of course, at this moment, the Miz and Demi and Sandow come out too because they've been hearing all this smack that you sent to them and talking about them. And they're like, we don't like being talked like that. That's not cool. You beat up the Matadors, fine. Everybody else has. But the Miz and Demi and Sandow, former tag team champions, you know? Mm. And not that long ago, I think when this kind of uh, storyline starts, they would have been the champions at the end of December. I think they lost it to the Usos. So now we're in January, the Usos are the tag team champions, but Miz and Demian Sandow were former tag team champions. So they don't like this disrespect. So now we're setting up a match between the Miz and Demian Sandow against the Ascension at the Royal Rumble. And it goes exactly the way you'd expect it to. Miz and Sandow, they do their best, but God dang it, the Ascension are just too much. 
And they yeah. put him away really easily. And once again, they essentially get in the mic. Uh, but of course, now it's at the Royal Rumble, one of their more popular pay-per-views. So they know a lot of people are listening. And they, they said they were going to show everybody what they were capable of. And they've done that. They've proved not only are they the best tag team in the WWE, but they're also backing up everything they said. You know, they rule the roost. The only reason these tag teams are allowed to exist is because the Ascension had a lapse in judgment. They let too much shit slide. And whenever shit slides too much, this happens. So who else wants a piece? Who else wants to be beaten down the way the Matadors and the, the Miz and Damian Sandow were? Now, obviously... The answer to that is the Dust Brothers. Yes. Because we've already established that there's something is going to happen with these guys. So they kind of brawl away from the, the Royal Rumble. And that's how that goes. So in between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, we have Fastlane. Everybody's favorite pay-per-view, Fastlane. Remember Fastlane? I remember Fastlane, yeah. Yep. Everybody loves Everyone's Fastlane. favorite. I love yeah. Fastlane. Can't yeah. get enough of that wonderful Fastlane. Great show. Oh, God, yeah, all the great matches that happened. We don't have to name. <laughs> so, uh, let's set up a little match at Fastly and then everybody's favorite. So, obviously, Goldust and Stardust have some issues that haven't been resolved yet. And they keep badgering the Ascension, leading, of course, to a match at Fastly. How about that? Didn't see that coming. <laughs> now, the Dust Brothers are a great tag team, former tag team champions. But the Ascension are just too much. They didn't see it coming. And the Ascension put away the Dust Brothers as well. So, I'd, like I said at the moment, the, the current tag team champions were the Usos. But at Fastlane, Cesaro and Tyson Kidd won the tag team championships from the Usos. Hmm. In real life, we'll do that as well in our storyline. There were also, at this time, the brand split hadn't happened again. Remember, they brought it back. They stopped it, then they brought it back. <laughs> yes. And then they stopped it and brought it back, and then uh, stopped it, and now it's back again. Yeah, and they'll stop it again soon. Though. Yeah, they'll stop it again soon. Well, they have yeah. fi- fired all the fucking employees. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. They've not got enough for fucking two brands anymore. And the ratings are going down, so yeah. you know, they're going to want to get fucking Roman Reigns on Raw again. Well, they're going to want to get us booking for them is what they want. But oh, Exactly, yeah. Call so, us. Well, they, yeah, exactly. We'll work really cheap, but not too cheap. Not anyway, too. so there's only one tag team championship belt at the moment. The other tag team championships were reintroduced in 2016. But, of course, we're going into WrestleMania 2015. So there's only one set of tag team titles, and they're held by Cesaro and Tyson Kidd. So there's a little bit of context for you guys. So after Fastlane, the Ascension are feeling pretty good. They've beaten loads of different former tag team champions, and they're not finished yet. However, the New Day start to get involved. Okay, now, now, while the Ascension have been beating up these other guys, the New Day have been rising through the ranks too. Because they also appeared late in 2014. It's now early in 2015. They are feeling good. They're feeling sassy. You know, there's three of them. They're feeling pretty good. They like their chances. And they think that they are a much better tag team than the Ascension are. Because there's three of them and they're all really smart. At the time, Kobe Kingston was a former tag team champion himself. They feel like they've got way more experience than the Ascension do. Now, of course, this is silly, isn't it? You don't don't do that. The Ascension, like, okay, let's do something about this. They appreciate the new day and their their willingness to jump straight into the lion's den. But of course, it's only going to end one way, you know. So let's have a match and let's have it at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. It's hard to make that sound like SummerSlambery, you know. 
WrestleMania WrestleMania Bori. That one doesn't work. It doesn't work. What is a Bori? Hmm. We've never asked this question. What the fuck is a Bori? Yeah, we know what a slam is. Yeah, we've covered slams. That's that's, that's, that's common knowledge. What the fuck is a Bori? Like a party? Uh, You know, like a a shindig? Bori. Um, It's Australian word. Uh, Any of several wattle trees. I don't think Slam trees. I don't think that's what they were going for. I mean, it might have been. You never know what that fucking place. But it's like, what is Bori? Yeah, like, what does that mean? What does slamboree mean? I assume it's a pun on jamboree, but like... What's jamboree? That's some kind of, like, celebration, isn't it? A jamboree? But also, what is a jam... Jamboree? What? It's a, a type lar- of tree. Oh, okay. Oh, maybe that is it. So, a jamboree is a large celebration or party, typically with a lavish and boisterous one, so... Uh, yeah. Very boisterous. It's summer slamboree. Right, okay, I'm glad we covered that. that. That's what I wanted to get done today. Right. Excellent. See you next time, folks. End of show. <laughs> da, 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 da. Hey. We did it. We booked the ascension out of Match and Fastlane. What else can we do for them? <laughs> <laughs> How else can we fill time? We've done everything. Well, I'll tell you. Let's book a match at WrestleMania as well. Oh. Now, the New Day want a match, but of course there's three of them. And they remember the vignettes that played when the ascension first arrived. And they remember there being three people in the video. Where's that third guy at? So, the Ascension accept their challenge. Come WrestleMania 2015, the New Day, they're all ready. All three of them. They're bragging about how ready they are. They're so ready. They're bragging about how the Ascension seem to be dying a member. What a dang shame. Looks like it's going to be an easy win for the, uh, the New Day. Three against two handicap match. What a great spectacle at WrestleMania. Now, I come the Ascension, Connor and Victor. And they shake their heads at the New Day and they're like, Guys, still haven't figured it out, have you? The Ascension are always ahead of the game. Because they're the ones that set the game in motion. You get it? No, who plays the game better than anybody else? No way. Who pulls the strings? Who is in control of the WWE? Who makes all the moves, all the, all the plays? Which king puts the pawns into place? Oh. The New Day have no idea. <laughs> no, I have no idea. Well, it sounded like you did a moment ago. Well, yeah, you said because they play the game. I was yeah. like, hmm, how many superstars play the game? How many? One. Who would that be? Triple H. The King of Kings? Oh, right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Triple H comes out. Oh. <laughs> it actually is. The King King threw me off because I forgot he was a King of Kings. He was a, yeah, he's got a lot of nicknames, yeah. yeah he does, but, he does. But think about it. The Ascension pulled the strings behind the scenes for the tag team division. Yeah. And they said that whenever a division needs fixing, somebody from the Ascension steps in and fixes it. Right. Uh, who would who who logically pulls the strings around the WWE? Triple H. Bow down to the King. Uh, what? <laughs> Bow down to the King. Yes, so I don't know what all I heard was the word music. King. All I heard was the word king. I'm like, Jerry the Lawler? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm getting confused. There's too, too many kings. Off. Yeah. Too many kings. <laughs> <mask off. laughs> uh, so anyway, now it's a six man tag team match. The New Day are obviously a little bit embarrassed. They didn't expect your release to come out. And the Ascension kinda clean house. They made it made it clear that the Ascension are at the top of the tower. The New Day 
while they're good, they're a good tag team. They're not there yet, are they? So, fun fact, at that WrestleMania, you might think it's outrageous for Triple H to be there. He probably doesn't wrestle a whole lot. Do you remember what Triple H was doing at that WrestleMania? Uh, which one was this, 2015? Yep. I mean, is this when he was champion? No. Is this when he was Brock Lesnar ring? No. Fucking hell. I don't know then. He beat Sting. Oh, fucking that one. All right, okay. Doesn't this seem like a better use of Triple H? Uh, I mean, uh, 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 exactly. So, uh, there we go. Okay, so the next time on Raw, the Ascension come out. They got their mics. It's mic time. You know what that means? Karaoke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I got it in twice. They can't believe how stupid everybody has been. You know, there's only a handful of people who are at the top. And everybody knows Triple H runs the main event scene. That's the way it is. And if you look at the main event scene right now, it's pretty good. You got Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose. All these guys are at the top. And who picked them? Triple H. Mm. You know, think about it, man. That's why he's not on TV right now. Because it doesn't have to be. The Ascension don't want to have to pull the curtain back too much. But they tell the people to think about it. Think real hard about everything. Whatever they see on WWE television, you think it's all Vince McMahon? He's only one man. He calls the shots, sure, but he's influenced by so many different people. And these people, these influencers, that's the ascension. Do you get it now? You understand? I think everybody starts to see that it's it's a bigger organization. It's like the Hydra. Mm. You know? The big old thing. So after WrestleMania, we need to find new tag teams to fight Tyson Kidd and Cesaro, the tag team champions. Now, who are we going to fight them? The Usos? The New Day? That's the end of the tag teams, you know? So, hey, why don't we do the Usos? You're going to like this, Bryce. Usos against the New Day, against the Ascension. Winner gets to fight Tyson Kidd at Cesaro. at <laughs> Stream Rules. Number one contendership match, baby. So on SmackDown, you got to do it. You got to do it. In a triple threat, no less. Yeah, that triple threat. That's, that's so Dylan, yeah. Doing it. That's so me. So we get this big <laughs> triple threat match on an episode of SmackDown. That's right. It's going to main event an episode of SmackDown. Tag teams main event in SmackDown. Well, looks like, look what happens when the Ascension pull the strings. Mm. See? So obviously the Ascension win. They go on to Extreme Rules. They get a title shot against Cesaro and Tyson Kidd. You'll never guess what happened there. The Ascension won. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. So now the Ascension are top of the tag team division like they always said they would be. They're holding the tag team championships, which means they're at the top of the tar. You know, it, it, this isn't foretold this isn't pre-booking this isn't a man in a suit telling other people what to do this is the ascension pulling the strings kicking ass because nobody else is going to do it but also the reason they're behind the scenes kicking ass is because they're the best tag team and that's just the way it is they left plenty of wiggle room for other tag teams to to take the glory to take the personal glory while the ascension ruled everything from behind the scenes and nobody did it they all fucked around so the ascension had to step up Next month, the payback, they beat Cesaro and Tyson Kidd in a rematch. Elimination Chamber, they beat the New Day. The primetime players, Tyson Kidd and Cesaro, Lucha Dragons, and the fucking Matadors in the Elimination <laughs> Chamber itself. I mean, look at those tag teams. Some of them are good. Some of them are like, what the fuck? Next month, the Ascension beat the primetime players at Extreme Rules. Next month, at Battleground, they beat the Lucha Dragons. At SummerSlam, they beat the primetime players, the New Day and the Lucha Dragons in a Fatal 4 match. Do you notice anything? They're fighting the same tag teams over and over again. Mm. They're not great tag teams. 
and the Ascension are winning. You can see that the division is clearly lacking, and that's why the Ascension stepped in. You see? So, now they have made it clear that they're better than the current tag teams. Now they can start spinning it that they were better than all the old tag teams. Ah, what do you think about this now, Road Warriors? Fuck you. APA, nothing. New Age Outlaw is pathetic. Nobody can hold a candle to the Ascension because they're on top. And they're holding the belts to prove it. They haven't been beaten. So now we can have a couple of one-offs against some legends. We can have the Ascension against the Dudley Boys at Night of Champions. You can have the Ascension against the New Age Outlaws at Hell in a Cell. You can have them against the APA at Survivor Series. You see? The Ascension are the best. They're beating everybody. Mm. They said they beat the new guys. They did that. They said they beat the old guys. and They did that too. They beat the Usos at TLC in December. They beat a makeshift team of Jack Swagger and Mark Henry at uh, Royal Rumble 2016, which was apparently a real team that competed on Royal wow. Rumble 2016. Wow. So, <laughs> proves my point that there aren't any tag teams. Then they beat them again at Fastlane because why the fuck not? They beat Sheamus and King Barrett, who were the League of Nations, at wow. a show called Roadblock. So, you can see a serious lack of competition. They beat the Lucha Dragons at WrestleMania 2016. So this keeps going on. They're, look, they're begging for new competition. Begging for it. So in real life, in 2016, in September, the WWE introduced the SmackDown tag titles because they were bringing the brand split back. All right? Mm. But in this one, we're going to move things forward a little bit to just after WrestleMania and say that they're bringing in a new group of tag team titles because nobody can beat the Ascension. They have to have a second set of tag titles, and they'll make them exclusive to SmackDown, and the Ascension like, fine, we'll just defend ours on Raw. So now the Ascension are happy. Two tag team championships. That means you have to have divisions for these tag teams. Right? I'm if seeing got, double here. Yeah. Four Krusties. <laughs> it's just, it's for eight, eight tag team belts. <laughs> I had to cut them off. I'm not good at maths. <laughs> but now we're starting to see tag teams take it seriously because not only are people going to want to compete for the SmackDown tag titles, but they're going to want to, they really want to beat the Ascension now. They really want to beat them. So not only do you have the Usos and the New Day finally stepping up and making big waves for themselves, you got Cesaro and Sheamus as a bar coming up, American Alpha and the revival in DIY and NXT. Things are starting to pick up. We talked about the Dudley Boys are back, the Hardy Boys came back pretty soon after that. We've got Enzo and Big Cass, the Bud Villains. Tag teams are starting to pay attention. They're yeah. starting to try harder. They're starting to come back with intensity and drive because they want to be the ones to take down the Ascension and finally beat them. So finally, the tag team division has life to it again, which means that the Ascension have done their job. So five the tag division. Exactly. So what the Ascension do right now is they vacate their tag titles. They say, oh. hey, anybody else, step up to the plate, have a tournament. Best tag teams in the WWE, come to war for these titles to prove that the tag team division is alive and well, thriving more than it ever has been before. But remember that the Ascension were unbeaten for their tag titles. Nobody beat them. They relinquished mm -hmm. them on their own on, on Raw and on NXT. Nobody has beaten the Ascension yet. And... Like we said, with, with all the tag teams that came from NXT, after the Ascension were there, tag teams thrived. So now the Ascension are leaving the WWE. 
No, that probably sounds a bit crazy. Mm. What what I would do is take them off TV. All right. You've had okay. these guys dominate for like a year. They've been tag team champions for about a year. All right. Yeah. More than a year, they've, right? Yeah. And they've done everything they said they were going to do, which means they've got nothing else to do. Right. So what I would do is once they vacated the tag titles, I would send them to an independent company that has ties to the WWE, like Evolve or Ohio Valley Wrestling or something like that, where they can film that show and they can show highlights on Raw and SmackDown of the Ascension turning up to one of these other indie places and winning their tag titles (laughs) and, and ruling the roost there and defending the belts for months. And then... Once that tag team division starts to build up, the Ascension vacate those tag titles and <laughs> come back to the WWE. So all the time in these months, you're showing highlights of this on your show, reminding people the Ascension are there, but they're behind the scenes pulling the strings. Mm. See? Then, after a year of that, you bring them back up to the main event. Back, well, not the main event. You bring them back up to the main to, to, roster. To, to, to main event. <laughs> yeah, yes, to be the main eventers. <laughs> not to the TV them, show main event. Not to the TV show main event. <laughs> and you bring them back because now the one set of belts they haven't won, SmackDown tag titles. So you bring them back, you show them highlights of what they've done before this, and then once again, have them go on a bit of a winning streak, have them win the SmackDown tag titles. So now, after months of this, months of them being the SmackDown tag, tag team champions, years of them being former champions, highlights of them going to other promotions, winning tag titles. Now, with that position, where they're unbeaten, they haven't been beaten in about four years by this wow. point. Right? Because this goes from about 2014, whenever yeah, they were at start NXT, of NXT, yeah. to 2000, probably about 2018. If you time it all out, that's about the point we're at right now. So whatever wow. tag team beats the Ascension, in 2018, are going to be set for life. That's the hook. You have them lose once, and whoever beats, because they've been unbeaten for years, literally mm. years. That never happens, ever. So whatever yeah. tag team beats them, uh, those two fuckers, they're going to be set for life. They're going to be me initiated. You know what I mean? That's going to elevate them to the top. And you could, you could have it be anybody. The New Day, if you wanted to, that would set them up perfectly. And then go into Tyler Breeze. Yeah. If you wanted to, if you wanted, because then you would have to stand up to. and take notice of how good those fucking guys are that they beat mm. the Ascension. Even though that's not what I would do, it's <laughs> the kind of bullshit the WWE would do and then forget about it two weeks later. But <laughs> the point is, you've set up the Ascension as crazy ass kickers with a good storyline that kind of makes sense if you think about it a little bit, not too much. You put on a lot of, you've had them defend the belts everywhere. You've made them go to other fucking companies and promotions and help them out, you've made tag team wrestling seem like a big deal. And that's the story. Nice. That's it. Nice. I like it. I like it, man. And, um, before we started recording, you, you said to me, this is going to be probably your most like sports entertainment-ish storyline of all time. And I see what you mean. Like, you went proper. You steered right into a big story here. Um, and basically the Ascension are the Illuminati, I suppose, is yeah. kind of like how, how this is all turning out, which kind of makes sense because the promos were like that when they started off in the NXT in the main roster. They were kind of very 
kind of subliminal and kind of um, you know doing all those things you were saying, like uh, you know seven wonders of the world and the, the all the symbols and dog, you know, riding, the bicycle. Dog, dog riding the bicycle. Yeah, of course, you know that kind of stuff. So um, that kind of made sense. That's really like the idea of like th- them being this kind of um, not otherworldly kind of thing, but this kind of higher higher power, I suppose yes. you call it. Um, yes. And like <laughs> higher power is maybe a touchy subject for wrestling fans, but um, you know, <laughs> but like it just a. Uh, I like how they're there to kind of ascend the entire roster. They're, they're there to make the tag team division good um, and, and they're in charge. And like when you mentioned the third guy at the start, I was like, who the fuck is this going to be? I was thinking someone like, I don't know, like I was thinking it's going to be a manager or someone like Paul Heyman or like, I don't know, like fucking can't think of another manager. Like Rodriguez. Ar- Rodriguez. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> that. Just um, comedy character straight up. But, Triple H made total sense because then he does pull the strings in the WWE. So like fucking, fucking brilliant, man. Um, and yeah, the winning streak. Um, it's funny because like what what we um what we usually say in making kayfabe is you can't just send the guy in a winning streak and call that a storyline. But right. like with, with this one, it makes sense because like yeah. they are this. Other, I keep saying otherworldly. It's not otherworldly, but higher stick power. With, stick team. with it if that's what's in your heart. You stick with it. <laughs> they're, they're aliens, yeah. Um, yeah. Go, go straight to fucking Mars. Straight. Yeah, to, oh, there we oh, go. We see that. Yeah. We got it in. They go to Mars. They win the tag team titles. They vacate them. They come back to WWE. Right. You know, Hulk Hogan's there. Fuck off, Hulk Hogan. Um, but then yeah, to Mars. Yeah, straight straight to Mars. But. No, the, the winning streak makes sense because you know they, they are this. They're wanting to make a tag team. Like, how many tag teams have WWE made in, in the last like ten years? Because like New Day, I'll give you, but I mean I don't remember too much about Cesaro and Tyson Kidd. I don't remember much about the 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 oh, fucking Primo and Epico. Um, forgot the Matadors. Um, yeah. I don't remember much about Miz and Sandow was a good act for a little while, but you know, it didn't last long. WWE haven't made that many tag teams, and you look back uh, 10 years before that, and you've got the Hardy Boys, you've got the APA, you've got Edge and Christian, you've got Dudley Boys, you've got New, 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 um, New Age Outlaws, like all, all these kind of things. And like, you know, WWE don't do that anymore, uh, it seems. There's no kind of solid tag teams anymore. Uh, even American Alpha, they broke up. Um, you know, it's, it's what they do with tag teams, they break them up after a few months. Heavy machinery, you know. Yeah, I was just about to say that, you know. So, yeah. It makes sense to actually make a tag team and make, uh, I suppose, a main event level tag team, you'd call it, um, because they're sorely in need of it these days and back then as well, because nothing's ever changed because they don't take their tag team division seriously. So I just like the whole setup of them coming back and eventually somebody's got to beat them. And when they do, they're fucking set for life. So, you know, I I just really dug off that storyline, man. That was awesome. Well, that's the Thank thing you about, for sharing. Oh, anytime, man. Anytime. You know me. But, like, that's the thing about the, the winning streak thing. We've said this before. Like, with a, in the Samoa Joe one that's in our Patreon page, if you want to go check that out, oh. there's there's things that you, can, you, you, you can't do with everybody because it won't work. But with a guy like Samoa Joe or with a tag team like The Ascension, there's certain things you, you can do. And you can only do it, like, once or twice. Yes. In, in a long period of time. But, like, that's you got to find the right guys to do it with. And I think the Ascension would be the perfect tag. Because they look like a fucking million bucks. How are you going to beat yes. these guys? They're pulling the strings backstage, so they got a lot of pull. Like, it seems like the evidence against any of their opponents. Like, Heat Magnets, you can, you can make that go on forever. Though, like, they're one of the few tag teams you could actually do that kind of thing with, you know? So, yes. Exactly. Which is why exactly. it took us season four to actually do something like that. Yeah. It's like, that is literally the first time we've ever like, went to a winning streak, but again, it mm-hmm. makes sense. So, you know, that's, that's uh, like you say, first time we've ever done it, and we're fucking, what, 40 episodes in or something right now? So, yeah, I think yeah, it's uh, six million. 
Yeah, six six four six million and forty or something. I don't know. Six million forty. Don't forget the forty. Don't forget the forty. Yeah, exactly. Especially with the six million, not six million on the dot. You know, it's but, obviously more than six million, of course. Yeah, you know that. Yeah, 40. you know that. They they know that yeah, exactly. So, um, but no man, bro, enjoyed it. Good storyline. That was pretty good. Took up a lot of my brain power. But mm. how about we play a little game where Bryce gets to use some of his brain power? Uh oh. What wonders await us within the realms of kayfabe tombola? There's only one way to find out, friends sticking around and playing a little game. So let's do it, some Cape Babe Tombola. Ooh, well, that was a fun storyline, wasn't it? If you want to hear some more excellent storylines, feel free to check out our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash making Patreon.com forward slash making And you can subscribe there. We've got a little channel going. We've got some really good rebookings on there exclusive you can only find them in one place we've got some bonus content as well other shows we're working on that we're really proud of and if you get the chance to check it out we really appreciate that or to just share the word through twitter and facebook and stuff like that that really helps us out so if you want to check it out there it is and funny enough on the patreon page there are plenty more k5 tombolas fucking extreme k5 tombolas oh they get pretty rough (laughs) so you might want to check that out but for today's episode, we've got a little KV Tombola sent in by some of the, the lovelies on, on Twitter. How exciting. Bryce is very happy with this. Who have we got this thing? Today, we've got somebody has sent it in. Scott underscore nerd. Scott nerd. Yes, he has sent us in a little KV Tombola. Hmm. So thank you very much for that. We really appreciate it. I have had a little look at it. And I got to say, I like the way you think, Scott. I really like this. So let me make, uh, let me explain exactly what K5 Tombola is really quick. I'm sure you're all aware of it, but hey, can't hurt to go through the rules again, huh? So we're going to have four wrestlers, four scenarios this week provided to us by Scott on Twitter, Scott Nerd. Thank you very much. If you want to send yours in, all the information about that will be at the end of the show. We've got four wrestlers, four scenarios. Bryce is going to pick a letter from A to D, a number from one to four. And then I will read out what selection he has picked. And then he will have one minute to do a storyline based on that wrestler and that selection. Couldn't be simpler, could it? It's really, it's never simple. No. Well, today's, um, today's tumble is going to be a little tricky. I don't mind telling you that, Bryce. You're going to be in for a treat. So, would you like to pick a letter number combination for me and for all of the, the friends out there in podcast land? I need to start writing down what I pick and what I don't pick because I feel like I, I pick the same ones every time. But um, freebie, freebie, give me, a, give me a freebie. Okay, you got it. Three B. Well, let me tell you who you didn't get. The wrestlers you didn't get. Funny enough, you could have had Steve Blackman. Oh, I love Steve Blackman. Could have had Steve Blackman. You didn't get him. You could have had Dick Togo. All right. <laughs> didn't get him. Interesting. Could have had Zack Ryder. Okay. You didn't get. You didn't. You didn't sign at all. Excited about Zack Ryder. <sighs> what can you do with Zack Ryder, man? <laughs> That's what the WWE said. Oh god, who's it going to be? So it's, it's got to be something from the Attitude Era based on these picks. I know Zack Ryder actually. No, I'm thinking Black Yeah, Mental. yeah, you're <laughs> incorrect. You have picked Orange Cassidy. 
Oh, Orange Cassidy. Okay, nice. I like Orange Cassidy. Well. <laughs> I'm a fan of Orange Cassidy. What's Orange Cassidy going to be doing today? Well, let's find out. Well, let me tell you what he's not going to be doing, my friend. Tell, tell me what he's not going to be doing. Oh, some of these are brilliant. He's not going to be the king of Europe. <laughs> right. And I really wish Orange Cassidy just randomly was the king of Europe, but we can't have I everything, folks. That. Can't have everything. You didn't get this is my favorite one. You didn't get that he has an it, he has an estranged evil sister. Okay. Can't have that one. I'm like, yeah, because I'm like, how do you how do you work that into a story? Like he he could he could have one right now. Dude, I, I, you just know so the best joke ever. Apple Cassidy, because it's fucking... Oh, Apple. Oh, <laughs> don't, get, don't get no respect in this show. Fucking hell. <laughs> I'm sorry. <sighs> <sighs> Give me that one. <laughs> you want Apple Cassidy? No. Oh, good, because ain't getting it. And you didn't get... Uh, he becomes a pro gamer. Oh. He, he plays games, yeah. There's that arcade match on AEW, right? <laughs> yeah, they haven't yeah, really played games in that one, did they? No, Chris, Chris Satlander came out of a fucking... Came out of the claw machine. Uh, claw machine, yeah, and then they threw each other through, like, Pac-Man and shit, and they had, like, the, oh, they had the fucking, um, the whack-a-mole. <laughs> used the hammer for that, that was fun. Do you wow. think so? <laughs> <laughs> we're not getting into that. What we're going to do, Bryce, you're going to have 60 seconds to tell me about Orange Cassidy... Yes. And about how he has to fight for his stamp collection. <laughs> no, stamp collection. He has a stamp collection. He's a wrestler. What is this? The fucking 90s. He is a wrestler, therefore he has to fight for it. Mm. So you need to come up with an angle involving Orange Cassidy fighting for his stamp collection. Oh, You're going to have one minute to do oh, something. no. Fuck. <laughs> I've actually got nothing. Uh... Ah, oh, fuck it. Let's let's see what happens. Do you want me to? Do you want to? Re should we repeat the Apple Cassidy joke so you can? Yeah, just buy me some time. Yeah. Take a bite of full of it. How about instead of Orange Cassidy, it's Apple Cassidy. Hey, hey Bryce, that's a great joke, and I'm acknowledging it this time. All right, that didn't help at all. Um, right. so let's let's just go for it. <laughs> want to just? Should we just try it? See what happens. Let's just see what shit comes out of my mouth. Yeah, it's um. Let's do it. Excellent. All right, I'm going to cut you down from three. And then you're going to have 60 seconds to tell me and all the other lovelies all about Orange Cassidy fighting for his stamp collection. Oh boy. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> you just stretch it out for like three hours. <laughs> yeah. Writing things down. <laughs> <laughs> like Googling, like, what is a stamp? <laughs> <laughs> What's a collection? How do you collect them? <laughs> What's a fight? Who uh, is Apple Cassidy? <laughs> okay, you have uh, 60 seconds. Are you ready? Right. Yes. Three, two, one. Collect those stamps. So Orange Cassidy has to fight for his stamp collection. So, you know, Orange Cassidy's gimmick. It's, you know, he's always got his hands in his pockets. And you're wondering, like, why has he always got his hands in his pockets? It's because of his secret stamp collection, which he keeps in his pockets because it's the safest place to keep them. He rarely takes his hands out of his pockets because he loves his stamp collection so much. So he just keeps them in his pockets for safekeeping. But once upon a time, I suppose, uh, 
Pentagon is fighting Orange Cassidy, and he, he just, for whatever reason, he beats up Orange Cassidy, takes his hands out of his pockets, and steals his fucking stamp collection. And Orange Cassidy is like, fucking no, you can't do that. I'm going to fight you to keep my stamp collection. So, um, especially, my, we're, we're going to fight for my sta- favourite stamp, and we're going to put it on a pole. We're going to call it a stamp in a pole match, and, and that stamp is uh, the super rare, special, 23rd edition Egyptian pyramids. 23rd edition. Blue, blue, blue eyes, white dragon stamp. <laughs> um, and eventually they go to double or nothing and they fight in the, the blue eyes, white dragon, Egyptian stamp match uh, on a pole. And Orange Cassidy wins and uh, gets his stamp collection back. That's it. I love oh, the blue eyes, white stamp. <laughs> I think that's a really, it's really, it really, really brings out his eyes. I don't even know where that came That's Yu Gi Oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> like where did that it's been lying dormant in my fucking mind for years <laughs> stamps cards what's the difference yeah i used to have you go cards like way back in the day when i was like yeah did you have, did you have a blue eyes white I dragon s- i seem to remember i did actually yeah oh hot damn that was that was quite it was one of the ones that were like um that they were like a shiny but it wasn't like the most rare ones like the rare ones is the ones we had like the dude's hand and then dude's other hand and then his foot and then his other foot and then his body and then his oh, head oh that was uh, exodia aye that sounds about right yeah. But, yeah if you collect all of them then you win the game yeah and you're like that sounds really cool until you realize in a card game that's incredibly hard to do <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like, oh man you go there you go yeah, we well, we went down a little Yu-Gi-Oh trip there. We talked more about Yu-Gi-Oh than we did about stamps. So tell us uh, <laughs> next week. You want to send in your your tombolas about Yu-Gi-Oh cards? We'd be very happy about that. But yes, excellent work, Bryce. Excellent Thank work. You. you did it. You did it. I did do it. You should be very proud. There we go. We had a great tombola. We had a fun episode with the Ascension. We had a good time, Ryan. Didn't we? We had a great time. I had a great time. You know. I had a good time. We had some laps. Some not, not a whole lot, but we had a couple. <laughs> we found we what Barry means. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. And about Apple Cassidy. Apple Cassidy, we're an educational show. You know, we talked about Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> yeah, we did. It's been a wild ride, wild wild ride, and there's gonna be another one ready to go next week so you want to make sure you subscribe on youtube and on all of the little uh, podcasting apps in order to stay stay alert for the next podcast it's going to be an excellent episode let me tell you if you guys like the show it really helps us out if you give us a five-star review on all those podcast apps and give us a little uh, subscribe on twitter and on youtube all of that kind of stuff that really helps us out it helps us make another episode of the show if you want to check out our patreon page as well patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe really appreciate it really helps us out but we really do appreciate you guys checking out the show and it really means a lot to us you know it's really nice that we get to talk about pro wrestling and you guys enjoy it so we're gonna be back again next week but what could we have in store for next week bryce what's what what have you got in store for us can you give us a little teaser a little hint you know like uh as we record this episode, WWE are releasing a lot of wrestlers right now, so yeah. Mm. Oh, hello. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We all, know, mm-hmm. We, all, we all know what that means. Yeah, that's it. The referee from NXT. <laughs> Should have been booked way better. <laughs> fucking, you talking about that fucking cycle, the fucking Drake, Drake Wears guy, the fucking. <laughs> 
fuck me, man. What a fucking state of a human being, honestly. Yeah, did you see the video of him fucking... Crying? Yeah. Oh, oh fuck boy, off, oh dude. It's like, there's actually people like this. It's bizarre. Unbelievable. But Oof. we're not... We're, obviously, we're not talking about that next week, so... You'll oh. see if Phyllis in the next week's episode, he will not yeah, be not, involved. <laughs> not at all. Like, fuck Never. That. <laughs> Never. Trust me, next week's episode is going to be its gonna be something you're going to want to stick around and, and check out. Hell so, yeah. there you go. But, in the meantime, this is Bryce and Dylan. You want to say goodbye to the, the lovely people there, Bryce? Goodbye to the lovely people. Lovely people. We are going to see you next week for another episode of Making Cape. Goodbye. We love you. Spooky! Oh yeah! Spooky! Arr, cream of the crap! <laughs> the cream man! Spooky cream!